It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normia Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. expedition, reclamation, campaigning for optimal vitality. When asked what surprised him about society, the Dalai Lama responded as follows. Man sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he's so anxious about his future that he doesn't enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as though he's never going to die and then dies having never really lived. This is very, 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 very relevant to me. Marinate upon this, this aforementioned quote, ladies and gentlemen, as this is, this is an utmost profound and punchy statement. Now allow me to interject with a personal anecdote, which is comical to me because it sums up in a very, very um, entertaining way. It sums up precisely what the, the point that the Dalai Lama tried to make. And here it goes. Once upon a time in a distant land, far, far away, there lived an introverted and inhibited little girl by the name of Normia. Tall, stately, and small-framed, yet far from fragile, she relished penny fare, or penny candy as we called it back then, a bare minimum of twice weekly, monster chews, jungle jollies, and other delectable sweet treats alongside salt and sour potato chips, washed down by a cold can of cream soda sipped through an edible straw. Lightning fast food, inclusive of those hyper-addictive white castle burgers and daily double meals from McDonald's, of course, consumed by Normia anytime and any place despite the hour. Until one day, nature, nature snarled, bore its teeth, and showed its spots akin to labor, leopards, pardon me, indicating time for rapid change. Whole foods, or whole paycheck, as some of us call it, took precedence, alongside heightened cardio dance embodying Roomba and African and ballroom dance teams performed to live polyrhythmic drums. In layman's terms, she became the hyperactive, salad-relishing woman she mocked decades ago. 
That was the era when she thought that she could eat and drink whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted, without consequence. Huh. So all of that took place prior to the campaign, fast-forwarding now, for optimal wealth and health, which reared its head. Mother's mantra, time brings about a change, resonated and became evident through biological changes, summoning Normia's imperative to forego dietary defiance, and move with the cheese, per se. By virtue of eating according to her blood type, per Dr. Peter J. Diadamo, adopting the less is more food and body care ingredients mindset, yielding welcome wellness results. In other words, I came to my senses. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce a very, very good friend of mine who's on the line with us today. Janine Crowd, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Recalibrating the Scales of Radio Show. Janine, how are you this evening? Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, glad to be here. Okay. And a pleasure to have you. Thank you for agreeing to join us on the air, under the wire, or short notice, I should say. <laughs> for starters. No Oh, well, I'm most grateful, most grateful as always. Can you share with our listeners a bit about you and your repertoire of gifts coupled with your expertise, Janine? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, well, what I do is um, I'm a massage therapist. I um, specialize in uh, essential oils. Uh, that is my passion, healing mm-hmm. with essential oils. And, uh, well, that's one of my passions. And um, I've been studying nutrition for many, many years and practicing it, not just studying it, but actually, you know, applying it to my life. And, um, yeah, so... Um, what else do I? Oh, I also am a Qigong instructor. I practice yoga, and uh, let's see, what else do I do? That's what I can think of right now. I'm an artist, also. I paint. So, yeah. So, a holistic practitioner and creative, to say the very least. These are just a merely a couple of many of her her gifts and talents, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so Janine, oh, no, you're, you warrant that. So Janine, as I <laughs> share with you, I cherry peek my featured guests for specific topics. Hence, I give you the utmost highest accolades, giving your long-standing commitment to implementing wellness, health and wellness into your regiment. And I applaud you for your unwavering tenacity to conscientiously safeguard your health by virtue of the disciplined, holistic lifestyle that you've elected to live since the day, the day that I, I connected with you. You, and I mm. quote, are the textbook definition of wellness and the picture of health, nevertheless. And I've always admired wow. you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't no, know. But I, I, I just you try to it. live my life as you know, best I can so I can avoid going to doctors and taking medications and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yes. 
which brings us to this very episode. Mm-hmm. So furthermore, Janine, I'm very confident that our listeners will be as mutually inspired by you as you've inspired me. Um, so my next question for you with that is what spurred or, or evoked your wellness expedition? And, and what is your wellness ideology and practices? What do they entail? Your diet, you mentioned essential oils, with Pete, which piqued my interest years ago because I remember mm-hmm. that time um, that I bruised my ankles foolishly wearing a pair of brand new sneakers that were clearly too small for me. Mm-hmm. And you had lavender oil. I, I never forget that, which had remarkable results. I, I, I implement those. I've begun implementing those regularly into my holistic regimen, and I failed to allude to that at the commencement of the episode. But yes, I swear by those, and I have you to thank for that. And so oh, does my, thank you. my who are also very health conscious. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're you're welcome. Um, yeah, that that's what I was saying. It is one of my passions. I've been um, using essential oils basically as my medicine for the past um, maybe 15 years. So, um, and before that it was herbs, but since I've discovered essential oils, uh, you know, I pretty much, I still I still incorporate herbs into my, my diet. You know, I drink herbal teas and things like that. But for healing, uh, it's mainly essential oil um and i can tell you how that started <laughs> but uh i don't know if you want me to talk about that or how i just got into the whole health thing um probably like 30 something 35 about 35 years ago i'm 65 now I actually started when i was in my late 20s so i'm 65 now um when I was in my late 20s, um, I had some health issues. I was always tired. I had poor digestion. Um, I got pains in my stomach every time I ate. I was afraid to eat anything because I was, would get, get pain. I had problems with my neck. And, um, you know, basically I had sciatica, and sciatic nerves going down my leg, and sometimes I had it in my neck and my shoulders. Um, well, that's not sciatic. That's more like a um, nerve pain from the neck. But So I was having different problems with my spine, pain, you know, that type of pain from, from, from my neck and from my lower back. So um, I actually, I, I, was, I had a salon at the time I was doing hair. I was a hairstylist. And I had a salon and, you know, basically had did hair, skin care, and makeup um, at the spa, the salon that I had. So um, I met someone called um, Dr. Love, George Love. He's very well known in Florida. Um, at the time, I was living in New York. He had a center in New York. Um, but he taught me a lot about... Um, Eastern philosophy, the medicine, Chinese medicine, herbs, diet. Um, I went to his center and took classes. And from there, I started learning about fasting and cleansing. And from there, um, I, 
you know, just went on and started doing a lot of my own research, reading books. Um, But I think what drove me to believe in all of this is like kind of like going to the opposite end is when I was growing up, I saw my mother go through basically, you know, what I consider hell on earth (laughs) with doctors and hospitals and surgeries and, you know, medications and um, constantly being in and out of hospitals. Um, When I was eight years old, she had to have her leg amputated because the doctor uh, waited too long for her to go in to the hospital to, you know, for treatment, and she got gangrene, so she she had to have her leg amputated. But the doctor never tried to find out what was the cause, and that's what all, you know, as as I grew up, I always, like, wondered why don't doctors, you know, they always treat the symptoms, but they don't try to get to the root cause of the person's exactly. issues. And um, with my mother, it started, I remember, like, when I was about six or seven, she ate some pork that wasn't fully cooked, and she got trichinosis, which is parasites from the pork that wasn't cooked. And that was the beginning of her cycle, her downward spiral of health, because she started getting blood clots uh, the following months after that, And then she ended up losing her leg. Then she went in in the hospital. And, I mean, it was like one thing after the other. She got ulcerative colitis. She had all kinds of itises. And the doctors never put it together that initially she never, you know, after doing my own research, she never got rid of the parasites. And that's what was attacking her body. So, um, but unfortunately, they did not. You know, I did not know this to many, many years later after she had gone through so much suffering with, you know, operations and doctors and all that. But um, toward the end, when I was in, you know, when I was in my 30s or my early 30s, I think it was, um, toward the end of her life, um, I was able to help her with some of the things that she was going through, but not with everything but ironically she ended up dying in a boat accident that year but that I was able to help her heal her her um her one foot that she had a big ulcer on her foot and I was able to through people that I knew including this doctor George Love and some other friends that I had helped me to heal help me to help her heal her leg through using herbs and diet and fasting and juicing. So that was the story about my mother. And so I just, from that, learned so much of seeing what she went through and then the healing process of, you know, once you educate yourself and and you start applying the things, you know, to your life, you can really, and and it's an ongoing thing, you know. It's it's, it's like a journey, (laughs) You learn new things all all the time, and you make adjustments. So, yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. And thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. And again, I know you you shared that with me personally offline when the, the year that yeah. we met, the moment we met, 
uh, the week that we met. Mm-hmm. And at the grocery store. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm pleased to hear that you were able to to embark upon that healing journey with your mother. Because at the end of the day, this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. I've been one of my other best friends, you know, Sinead, uh, Janine, who, you know, mm-hmm. Sinead, and then it's an, another new addition to the friends, friends list, Natasha. You know, they came over mm-hmm. for a group over that I had uh, recently. And they, they, you know, were laughing, you know, poking fun, making jokes, or everything is organic. You know, you know, you know, you're bougie. No, 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 no. It's not about being bourgeois. <laughs> this is about this is a lifestyle choice. I have a dependent. I have a child that relies on me exclusively. You know, of course, with mm-hmm. the aid of our his paternal family and maternal family. Um, however, I need to. I have to campaign in this life for optimal health and wealth and vitality. It's my imperative because. And be selfish anymore. So when you heard me open, yeah, I abused myself unknowingly, unbeknownst to me as a child, and you know my parents not really knowing it, knowing it any better with some of the dietary decisions that were made then. You know, we ate, mm-hmm. I ate whatever I wanted, and I figured, okay, well I'm not obese, so I must be healthy, which is a fallacy, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea I was wrecking my system. And it, show, it, it showed its spots decades later, which is fast forwarding to now. So, I, you know, I, as I explained to Shanae, it's not a bourgeois choice. It's about, it's about, it's a lifestyle decision and it's a sacrifice because if I had it my way, yeah, I would have a burger every other day. I love beef burgers. But what I've discovered is because my system has changed biologically, you know, due to this evolution called time, I have to adapt. I have to readapt. I have to reassimilate. I have to invest in whole foods, you know, whole paycheck as we, we refer to it as, to get that quality food for not just myself, but my son and I, and introducing him to it as well. No, not introducing him to it, but reinforcing it for him. Since Max has, well, you know, been in, in my life, you know, I've always emphasized the importance of, of, of diet. But that wasn't necessarily always the case consistently, you know, prior to mm-hmm. him being, me birthing him in, into this world. Yeah, but that's where I stand. And I, I was going to ask you a question, but you were going to go ahead. Well, I was just going to um, really, I think, you know, what you've done is, is um, you know, everything is about choice, you know, and everyone has a choice every day to make, you know, do you want to, you know, live life, you know, in a responsible way or do you want to just take a chance and say, well, I'll just eat whatever I want and take my chances, you know? I mean, it's, it's really a choice. And um, it's, I really feel like, um, you know, with this healthcare system and all this, you know, it's about taking responsibility for your for your own health instead of depending on the system of sick care. <laughs> you know, not really health care. It's really about you know maintaining sickness. It's not about wellness um, because people get on these medications and doctors will tell you. I mean, they just told someone very close to me 
spouse that he was going to be on on um, blood thinners for the rest of his life, and he's only in his uh, early 40s, you know. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's not a health care system. It's a sick care system. They want to keep you dependent on the drugs, the medications, and they want you to, you know, that's how they make money. They make money with the pharmaceuticals and they make and surgery. Those are the two ways they make money. So it's a big funny. business. Funny, funny, mm-hmm. funny that you should mention this. at Whole Foods yesterday. There was another patron and I there. Um, uh, you know, basically a patron who, unbeknownst to me, uh, was conversing with a physician, a gastroenterologist at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he's a doctor. Wouldn't it be nice if they prescribe food as, as prescription, which leads me to, which ties into what, what you just had spoken of, which ties into where I'm at right now. I'm using food as prescription. Well, they wouldn't make any you know, money. That's the problem. That's the down, and that was actually that was a question I was going to ask you. I was going to address what do you believe or foresee are some of the pitfalls or shortcomings of optimal health in our modern era? I know we shouldn't be paying as much as, as we're paying you know, for the, for quality food. I think that that's absurd, but we have to do it. Um, and furthermore, yeah. what recommendations? Well, you've already given some, so this is redundant, but that was going to be one of the questions that I was going to pose to you. The short shortcomings, the pitfalls, basically you've, you've addressed it. Um, and then, but any recommendations you would have for the listeners and light us of all of this? Yeah, the first thing, if, I mean, if you're having any health issues, which I, I don't know too many people that don't have any health issues, um, there's very few on this planet because we are exposed to environmentally and, you know, uh, environmental toxins, stress, mental stress, emotional, you know, all these things that we have to adapt to, which we weren't created to have to adapt to but we you know we've created the situation so now we have to adapt to it <laughs> you know but um yeah. the first thing to do is to detox you know and there's okay. so many different ways to detox and um there's a few ways that I recommend um but um you know it's about cleaning out the system because you think about it, you know, you have, if you think about anything like your car or anything that has moving parts, you know, you have to, you have to clean it out. You have to take care of it. You know, you got to keep it running smoothly and to keep the body running smoothly, it needs to be cleansed internally, not just on the outside taking showers or baths or whatever, but your, your system um internally your your you know digestive system your um your um uh, endocrine system you know your lymph glands all these things are you know build up toxins build up in them, and that puts stress on the organs it puts stress on the liver the heart the kidneys it's just it even affects the brain you know so mm-hmm. Cleansing would be the first thing before you even think about, you know, uh, starting a new 
uh, diet or whatever. Or I don't even like to call it a diet. I like to call it um, a lifestyle. You know that. You know that should be part of your lifestyle, but it should be the first step is the detoxing. You know, okay. and um, there's many ways to detox. Well, the, mm-hmm. the first thing I would say is probably just to make sure you're drinking pure water, like not tap water. You know, it should be purified or, you know, going through some type of process where the the um, chemicals and toxins are taken out of the water. And what I, I usually do is add lemon or lime to my water, and I don't drink juices unless I make them fresh or I don't buy bottled, you know, all this multi-billion dollar soft drinks or, you know, juices in a bottle. It's all garbage, you know, it's sugar, it's chemicals. Even the healthy stuff is really not really healthy if it's been sitting in a jar for weeks or months or how long, you know, it should be fresh juices. So, yeah. That was that's okay. the first thing I would suggest. All right. Well, yeah. I know I know time. I know time is progressing on us. We just have a few minutes <laughs> left. So, but I just wanted to very briefly um, touch on. I know we I've mentioned eating according to your blood type, and that was a dietary system or regimen implemented by Peter J. Diadamo, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, but basically, I've gone full, me personally, I've gone full circle because as much as I try to avoid that, I'm, according to my blood type, I'm supposed to be on a primarily plant-based diet. So that was my dietary defiance that I'd spoken of in the, in the beginning of the episode, only to have to, by default, resort to that because my system has changed to such a degree that I don't respond the same way to certain proteins, so I'm having to minimize them, um, which yeah. is what I should be doing to my blood type anyway. And basically going back to you, I remember you, you mentioning, oh, a few years ago when I, remember, when I uh, referenced a, a health issue, um, some blood work that I received, you said, oh, you said go on a, you told me to go on a, a vegan, basically, to eliminate animal products for about yeah, 30 days. A plant based which is and mm-hmm. it's, the irony is that's what that's what I'm supposed to my diet is supposed to consist of anyway. And mm-hmm. I'm juicing like crazy, I'm doing this, I'm 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 afraid to eat red meat. Um and all of this is happening by you default. It's not my first to eat red meat? Is that what you said? I'm afraid I'm, to because I, okay. my system doesn't put it, it's I don't process proteins um, the same way type O's do. And ladies and gentlemen, I can well, include the link on according to your blood type on the episode page for the sake of time. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I just generally think that meat eating is not healthy for anyone. But um, I um, been a vegan for quite some time, um, and you know started back in the 80s really but then I I you know went off and started eating chicken and fish uh for years I went off it a few times but uh I would say the past 5 years I've been strictly vegan 
um, and I do see a great difference in the way that I feel. And I would say even in the way that I look, you know. Um, oh, useful. People tell me, you know, they can't believe how old I am. But, um, I, could, I, but, <laughs> hmm. I still can't. Right. <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still question your age. I mean, you're very youthful. And I've def- <laughs> I'm glad you I wanted to, to broadcast some on the air. She does not look at all anywhere near her 60s, ladies and gentlemen. Her and, and Ernestine <laughs> Shepard are my sources of inspiration. Oh, I just wanted to you. get that in before we um, we've got about 30 <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was so funny. I was at the, um, you know, I go to Planet Fitness the other day. I was talking to this young gentleman, and, you know, we were talking about um, basketball or something, and I was telling him about my stepson who was in basketball, and he was like, you have a son that's, a, that's you know, in the high school basketball? I was like, uh, that was over 10 years ago. <laughs> And that was my stepson, <laughs> but you know, like my daughter's like way older than he is. But um, <laughs> I I just thought it was you know really. He's like, oh, I don't want to ask you your age, but you don't look you know. But I was I very love... huh. No, well, I, well, I know we're about to time, but I just was saying oh, I would okay. love to post with your permission. Um on the episode page. Yeah. I, I'm i sorry, you cut out. I couldn't, you would love to do what? I'd love to post an image of you on the episode page. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't like taking pictures. I don't know. I know. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but, oh, what, yeah, what? I want to, uh, how much time do we have? Well, I'm going to have to carry us out now. Um, if you could stand by for me. Oh, okay. One, sure, one moment, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to extend my utmost gratitude and appreciation for Janine Crowd. You know, my esteem. Thank you very, very, very kindly for agreeing to come on the air on such short notice. Um, I would definitely like to have her back on the air. I'd like to also applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, as always. And all of you spanning and speckling listeners, pardon me, speckling the globe, that is, magnifying the globe, your, I pull your, your continued listenership until the next time. Signing off. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.